0: Feel like a horrible mom dropping the ball frustrated. Take that out on my kids. I'm in debt, I'm in trouble.
1: You're gonna lose everything.
0: Too many liabilities, downsize possibly.
1: I don't see Jesus. Where is Jesus?
0: Prideful, I want to keep all those leads. I don't want to let them go. If
1: you give them too much technology, they're becoming zombies.
0: Melody, all of her fingers were bleeding. Our family unit is the most important.
1: Dad, what you do that praying right now specifically scheduled to spend time with God.
0: We agreed and wanted to be married without kids first, to be together, because we both grew up in big families. We didn't know anything outside of being surrounded with other people.
1: When you grow up in a big family, you're in survival mode. You don't get that much attention, so you have to figure out yourself. What you do and how to do
0: things. I'm really outgoing because I'm an easygoing person. Like, I want to connect with everybody. I, it's considered like people pleaser. I had to learn you do need to be aware and how you're coming across to people.
1: And I look at my brothers and sisters, I have nine of them, all of them Christians. No one has a business. We're all pastors, preachers. My dad was disappointed. He's like, Andre, I want you to be a pastor. How in the world do you to be a businessman? Took him a little bit of time to figure out that uh, to be. Businessman, this is a full time industry. <laughs> when I started my business, I started fast. I ended up being that crazy, mad, and unstable. It's tough.
0: I feel like a failure. I was dropping the ball all over the place at, at work. Because I'm behind here, I'm trying to spend extra time to make up for it. And then when I get home, I'm, you know, mentally exhausted and frustrated with myself. And then I take that out on my kids.
1: My dad called me, Andre. What's going on? <laughs> like I'm in debt, I'm in trouble. Do you prioritize God or not? If you're not gonna prioritize God, you're gonna lose everything. When I find out that Mary is pregnant with her first child, which is Adriel, I just couldn't sleep all night. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is miracle. It was kind of cheesy, but I kind of jumped in right away and read the book, How to Parent the Kids, which is, didn't help me at all. Watching that moment of the childbirth, is it, changing your life. From that moment, you just realize, you know what? They are in this world. There's a mindset, there's a worldview. And who's gonna affect them? Who's gonna change that? Me. It's my job. It's not the school's job. It's my job to influence them and how I can do that. Are you ready? Yeah. i Specifically, we try together. to focus together, make a dinner here in the house, and have a fellowship with the kids. And this is the moment when we're just together.
0: I have this question jar. We pull questions out and, you know, ask, like, what was your favorite childhood memory, or what, what was the first pet that you ever had, or what's your favorite color and why? And some of them spark into other deeper questions and how we grew up and what it was like.
1: A lot of things he says that it's just like you have to like think. Three years old, right here in the kitchen, he was sitting here, and he's like he holds the cup, like Dad, see I see this cup. I don't see Jesus. I mean, I can see God. Where is Jesus? I'm like, Angel, hey, do you have a heart? He's like, yeah, I have a heart. Like, where is your heart? He's like, it's inside there. But can you see? He's like, no. So Jesus lives inside of your heart. So you cannot see him. You cannot see him, but he lives inside of your heart. <gasps> oh, okay. Specifically schedule the time to spend time with God in my room for my kids to see that. For my son to come in, hey, Dad, what you do? I'm, I'm praying, I'm having right now time with, with Jesus. And he's like, and he would sit, he would stay with me, and then he would go back to you, oh, dad, praying right now. At night, when, when we pray, we usually pray around the table, and we usually pray, pray on the knees. It's not just to be traditional or anything like that. When I started to pray, I always saying, okay, for the first minute, I'm going to pray publicly. In other words, you pray, I pray, we all pray together because I want to learn how to express yourself without everyone listening to you. Just you and, and God. Okay, you go ahead. Okay. And then, each individually praying before they're going to sleep. Spirit, in Jesus' name, I plead your blood over us, Lord. I pray, God, for the sweet dreams.
0: So I have a good, good night's sleep. I try to read the Bible with the kids every night and then sing like a song with them or or a few songs with them at night. So trying to find that balance like of a routine and not trying to force them because I'm like, you know, my son's nine. Oh, like should we make him read like the Bible as well on his own? Should we make him memorize scripture? I don't wanna like force him, like I wanna encourage him to do it and and tell him what our experience is and show him and we can read the Bible together with him.
1: Everyone says and everyone says no. Alright guys are you ready to go to sleep? It has to be some kind of example. You have to work on those things. You have to do something because I have to see it because well, I'm busy. They're busy in schools, but you have to have those moments when they see that you are have that you are praying to God.
0: Melody is right at this transition point where she's very aware She's she was in kindergarten going into first grade. My mom passed away in October. I'm really emotional. I'm trying to deal with everything with the family and the funeral and like trying to balance, like be peacemaker to everybody and also be mom, you know, with the kids. But it really was hard on her more than the other kids, like very, very hard on her, and she started picking her fingers to, to where they would bleed. All of her fingers were bleeding. So I was like, God, I just, I was already on my knees, but I was like, God, show me what to do. Show me how to be a good mom, because I feel like a horrible mom. Like, I feel like I'm not there for her. Like, I, I've i been paying attention to everybody else and, uh, and not really paying attention to her. So I had to take everything back in and say, no, my family is the most important. Our family unit is the most important. If my children aren't thriving, then I need to see what's, what's going on inside of me, and I need to be there for her. And the best thing that I can do is to give her love and attention and affection that she needs to feel secure. Because in the end of the day, little girls and big girls and women need security. Once a day, just like, okay, this is only f- your time with you, one-on-one time with her, just like even 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, like there's three kids, there's dinner, there's after-school activities, pull her out of most of the after-school activities and spend those times one-on-one with her and just really give that nurturing and just imagining that she's a plant and she needs that nurturing. She's like, mommy, look how good my hands are. They're so good. And she's really proud of herself and I'm proud of her.
1: We need to change our priorities. First of all, it's God, but see our priority, it's a kids, it's a family. And of course, just to keep uh, our business in shape. I could stay in office day and night I could do extra jobs and make a lot of more money, let's say. I don't do that. Everything comes to the priorities in your life.
0: I got on my knees and I asked God, God, I don't know what to do. I know that I can unload, but I'm, to be honest, more prideful, I want to keep all those leads. I don't want to let them go. I don't want everybody else to think that I'm a failure. I need to reprioritize. I need to know what's most important to me and say, like, this is what I can manage you know, and do my best with that. So I hired the coach that helped me to reorganize. How do I manage my time best? So that that way I can be home with my kids more and not not feel like I'm so far behind. It's always finding that balance. balance You
1: have to find the balance. And
0: finding those priorities.
1: very attached to electronics. If if you give them too much technology, literally they're becoming zombies. You have to step up. That's the only boundaries that we're really pushing with the phones you have to realize that you have to spend more time with them. You have to pay the price for that. In other words, you have to just do something just to have time with them. Because if you take away the phones, you have to feel that vacuum. I'm the one who should stand up and pray for my family no matter what, the blood of Jesus for the protection of my family.
0: We set the environment for our home. Our body is the temple, but our home is the environment where God lives. And because our children are an extension of us, they're in that covering. And our home is a is a sacred place. Each child is so unique and so beautiful in their own way. How is your parenting style working with Adriel? How is it working with Melody? And what each individual needs
1: They're not gonna be perfect. I think they can make mistakes and they will make mistakes. Fine, but as long as you believe, it's just a spiritual thing. It's just by faith. It's a very hard times with the COVID right now. Some people lost businesses and jobs and some people have a dad. So what they can do? I think the best of what they can do just to be strong in your faith in this way You're going to give the stability to your your wife.
0: Even if you don't have, like, a stable marriage, you can depend on God as the anchor. We already are hard on ourselves that we're not a good enough mom or not a good enough wife or not beautiful enough or taking care of ourselves. And I want to say, like, you are valuable. You are cared for. For, and that you're the most precious treasure.
1: My, my goal, my, my dream, my prayer, they can see in us that identity of Christ. They can see that that we're not just uh, some kind of fakers.
0: I don't have like a, addictions or something, but I want to be healthy emotionally. And I don't want to take that out on my husband or my kids. And in order for me to do that, I got plugged in, like he said, into community we can build each other up and say like, hey, you don't have to shoulder this alone. We can do this together. And that's where the, the body of Christ comes in.
1: You can struggle financially. You can struggle uh, in your business or whatever. But if you know your position in Christ, in your family, then then your family can feel stable.
0: We just had our 15-year anniversary. Andre and I under an umbrella, which to me symbolizes the umbrella of God covering our lives. And I have the three hearts, which symbolizes our kids, and the number 15. We're two little lovebirds in our relationship. And that's our three kids, is the three flowers in our life. And I have love and faith always
2: go together. God is love, and love comes from God. In 1 John, the Bible tells us that God is not only all loving, but that He actually is love itself. The heart of the Parent Compass television show is to bring the transforming love of God to families everywhere. In every Parent Compass episode, true stories reveal family struggles and how their lives were radically changed by the love of God. Parent Compass, an award-winning television series, is completely funded by people like you. If you have been touched by God and you want to share God's love to others, would you please pass it on? Jesus tells us to go into all the world and to tell about Him. With your donation, you allow us to take this television show into many different nations and in many different languages free of charge. And a portion of your donation goes to Parent Compass Outreach to Feed Starving Children. Your gift does so much. To make your tax-deductible gift, go to parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. That's parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. And thank you for sending love and hope around the world.